And she was performing poorly before that. And she actually did her... If she would not have pulled out, one of two things would have happened. She would have really hurt herself. And the U.S. team would not even have meddled. You don't know how many times I've said that. If I didn't pull out, I would have hurt myself and the USA team would not have meddled. (laughs) And you would have gotten the twisties. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. Hello, my friends. Welcome to History Defeats Itself, part of the Sonar Network of Podcasts. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. Thank you for spending your time with us. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast that wonders if we, as people, learn from the past or if we simply repeat and defeat ourselves. I am joined... By my co-hosts out there in sunny California, John Banks, Greg Mitchell. How's it going, guys? I'm doing fantastic. Greg, how are you doing? How are you doing, Greg? I'm trying to get over an illness. Yep. I would say that you prob- I probably gave it to you, but I don't think that works over, over Zoom, does it? Well, I don't know. Did you have one of those little voodoo dolls for me? I mean, in, I, yeah, in- I do, yeah. I have a voodoo doll, yeah. You. Did you spit in an envelope, seal that envelope, send it to Greg, and have a note in it that says, put in your mouth? Did you get my card? <laughs> I did. Oh, okay. Well, that, there you go. Yeah, that was, that was a problem for you. So would you, would you just play with the balls and cock a little bit more than get me sick? Through a card? No, the voodoo doll. <laughs> oh, the voodoo doll. Oh, so we're, we're back to the voodoo uh, doll. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're back to that. No, the card was great. <laughs> Kevin, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you, are you happy with your new bangs? I don't have fucking bangs. You guys don't know what bangs are. Uh, you I, don't know, but they're not. Just because you slick your hair back like a f- fucking mobster doesn't... I actually have a deep V in the back of this thing. Kevin, Kevin, you just because sure? your hair looks ridiculous and you have bangs doesn't mean you need to attack John. Okay. Do you want to talk about your hairstyle? My hair looks great. I got so many compliments on it today. That is impossible. Maybe it's because my headphones are on. Look at it without the headphones. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm Just so you listeners impressed. at home know, or in your card know, my hair looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> On each episode of History Defeats Itself, one of us will pick the topic and do the research, while the other two don't do anything. They don't I even know it. what we're going to talk about until it's revealed here during our recording session. And don't forget up soon. to rate and review our show. Win and Five where you can, and be sure to follow us on social media like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That is all I have. Oh, except the fact that I was going to say we are recording video on this one. So if you want to see Greg's overhyped hair, we are going to be putting some stuff up on Instagram, uh, some clips, assuming it works. So maybe I shouldn't have even said that. Well, I, well, hey, either way, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> at, the, at the very least. That is true. Um, that is very true. Yeah. Hey, oh, calling call back to the last episode. I just want to let you guys know I got some feedback. You want to hear it? Uh, okay. Man, can from, we? From my buddy Steve. He sent me a text. I'm not going to give you too much information about Steve. He likes to lay low in the shadows. Is it Steve Gutenberg? Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, so he said, he said, as a professional stock trader, I was excited to see the topic of HDI this week. After oh listening, I feel dumber, and I'm rethinking my life's choices. <laughs> That's, that might be the best compliment we've ever gotten. Yeah, so did we do a really good job, or did we make it so hard that he can no longer be in that business? Well, I take that to read, because we're so insightful and witty, mm-hmm. that we let him realize how how pointless what he does is. Yeah. Oh, no, I took it in a completely different way. I think, <laughs> oh, okay. I okay. think that I think that we are now his life's mentors. Oh. Oh, wow. And we need to wow. find a little a career path for him. All right. <laughs> so we so basically every episode from here on out is trying to find Steve a new career. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. thinking I so I contacted Supercuts. Oh, and uh, is that where you got your haircut? <laughs> no, no, that's. I, I actually gave myself a haircut. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> Shut up, you John. You gave yourself a haircut? He's not going to go spend yeah. money at Supercuts when he can do it at home? <laughs> yeah. I got one of those walls, <laughs> those wall shavers. W-A-H-L. A wall shaver? Yeah. Huh. 
You haven't heard of those before? Well, no. he doesn't know because he has bangs. So I'm, pre- I'm, 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 I'm picturing I'm picturing a giant wall, nope, with a shaver on it, and you just kind of rub, rub your rub your head against it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a cat. Yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> All right, guys, should we get started? Let's get started. Yeah, let's yeah fuck. Let's okay. Hey, Kevy, how long have you been married? Nine years. Nine years. Okay, that's interesting. Wow, huh? that's cool. And and John, how long? How long, uh, how how long, long has Kevin been married? <laughs> nine years. How long? Have... It'd be great if you were like I don't know seven, eight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, three. Is it three? Hey, hey, John. That's not the question. Oh, okay. Question is, how long have you and uh, and Courtney been together? Um, our first date was uh, like October sixteenth. Can you answer it a little bit faster? I mean, it doesn't need to be no, a paragraph. No, I really want to. I really want to get. Uh, I remember the on, first time I looked into her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> we're coming up on like four years. Okay, coming up on four years. Three years, nine months. All right, and Jen and I, we've been married since nineteen ninety nine. So that's, I don't think anyone asked. Oh, ninety nine. I'm just sharing. Yeah, since ninety nine. Wow, I don't even was I. I'm trying to think if I was able to legally get in a bar yet by then. Well, would it matter? I'm just curious. I'm trying to figure out where I was at that time and why you, I wasn't how invited. How old were you in '99? You were smoking Pall Malls by the wash. I think I. I think I turned 21 in December of that year. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got married in November, so. Oh. So I would not have been able to drink at your wedding legally. You would not have, and you know, had you actually accepted the invite, uh-huh. then we could have found out. Yeah. God, you're young. Well, he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't have Facebook at that time, so he no. wouldn't get that invite from you. No, for, you should have contacted my AOL <laughs> account. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to get a hold of you. Or I guess I get a set like a uh, one of those homing pigeons or whatever. <laughs> Does AOL still exist? Yeah. Does mm-hmm. it really? I just in our, in our, hey, in our hearts. <laughs> no, I mean legitimately. Is it still yeah, around? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, it literally, it somehow goes through our hearts, so it's not a very good service anymore. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a little You're really stuck in the whole heart thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a blood-based internet. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know about it. It's it's cheaper, not as fast, but definitely cheaper. Isn't it all blood-based internet? All of it has That's to be true. Well, the reason I'm asking these questions of you is because today we're going to talk about something that anyone who has ever been in a relationship for a significant amount of time knows about. Oh, by the way, did you guys see the tweet that I put on our Twitter account today? I don't have Twitter. I can read it to you then. Please do. It says we're recording a new episode tonight. Strong, strong. Good opener. And I'm at the helm just in case Kevin or John read this. I'll only give you a clue about the topic. And that clue is Benadryl. You guys have any guesses? So it's related to relationships and the clue is Benadryl. Yes. Benadryl? Uh, Well, I already did the allergy episode. Yes, you did. Um, Is it? uh, 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 I don't know. Okay. Do you want another clue? Because John looks like he's stupid right now. <laughs> I, I, I have I no prefer, idea. I, I don't know if I don't know if Kevin's. Well, John's got glasses, and that usually makes you look smart. And but Kevin's got bangs, and that makes I you don't have smart bangs. You guys <laughs> have no you... idea what bangs are. <laughs> you keep okay. saying that. We you really know, Kevin, you just, a... just just celebrate. Revel in the fact that we're not I, talking about I how easy ce- you are. Celebrate They're... everything that's true, but Wait. not that. Kevin. Yeah. They're beautiful bangs. Okay, we're not yeah. saying they're bad bangs. They're very pretty. Yeah, we're just I jealous love them. of look your bangs. Good. End of the day, my hair doesn't look its best. I admit that. <laughs> I don't have fucking bangs. <laughs> I didn't Why have time you? to spruce up before this, you know? Why are you so offended? I got a fucking eight-month-old, all right? Oh, that explains a lot. I'm lucky I'm here at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you remember Russell Crowe's hair in Gladiator? Oh, oh give me a like, break. Yeah, it's like not even close. Seat. Yeah, it's pretty close. Well, it's all it's all mashed down now because it's all. You know, I look awesome. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you do. Look Stephanie, fantastic. Stephanie, if you're listening, I look awesome, and I'll, I'm going to be there Tuesday for a haircut because I, I do. Well, if you look, look so awesome, you don't need to go see Stephanie. Trimmed. Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm either going to tell you what the episode's about, or I'm going to give you one more clue. So the uh, the last clue I'm going to give you is it's got the number seven in it. Relationships seven Benadryl. 
<laughs> John, are we this dumb? Or is it, I mean, are these these things three seem these three things seem okay. so unrelated to me? Yeah, I know I, they do. Seem I think unrelated. I have devil worshiping. Yes, it's about the seven year itch. Oh, oh, can we do it again? Yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys <laughs> what do you guys think it's about? Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's it I think it's about I think it's about congestion and antihistamines. The movie Seven. It's actually yeah. Yeah. it's about Brad Pitt. <laughs> What's yeah. in the box? Benadryl. <laughs> the whole time it was just Benadryl. Benadryl and an affair. It's like it's like it's like the dark darkest, longest form of advertising ever. Like the whole movie is the same. Except at the end it's Benadryl. <laughs> That's kind of anticlimactic. And he still shoots Kevin Spacey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't say spoiler alert. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I think if a movie is over like 20 years old, you can uh, yeah, yeah. give away the ending. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it occurs to me that we have a lot of listeners around the globe. We do. We had a lot in Germany this past few and, days. And, and it's those listeners in particular that I want to kind of speak to you right now because maybe the expression seven-year itch has no meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're just sitting there going, dude, that sounds awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, a get a rash. Get a fucking salve or something, man. Get a bomb. So it's not like I'm going to reinvent the wheel with my definition. I can give it to you, but I think it'd be fun just on the fly right now. John, what is the seven-year itch? No, thank you. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll go. <laughs> Kevin, I was I was going to John first just to prove how stupid he is. Okay, Kevin, what's the seven, seven year itch, buddy? It's an idea that after about roughly seven years of marriage, you start to get a wandering eye, and you kind of want to see what else is out there, and think that maybe you maybe you're missing out. Yeah, that's, that sounds really good. That's, that's a good, good definition. John, like you got that. anything to add off the top of your head? Too? No, no, that is just. In it's fairness, a- whenever you do a question where it's like a number or something, I always let John go first just so that yeah. I can try to go one above him. So <laughs> totally fine with this scenario. Yeah. A good answer would have been, it's the itch that comes between six and eight years. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to, sorry we disappointed you, Greg. <laughs> the correct answer. Thanks for participating, John. I don't think you mean that. You're the one that had the improv classes, right? I did, yes. But I yes, just... Uh, yes, yeah. and... Yes, well, <laughs> and throw me something worth standing. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. That's okay. not true. I just, didn't, I really, I didn't know how to answer it because I was just like, huh. But yeah, I think, and then, then Kevin just did a fantastic job. I was so, so eloquent. And- I'm going to leave tonight and go get bangs because if a man with bangs <laughs> can say those things. <laughs> well, at least it's taking the, 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 uh, the it, it's taking your mind off of my paleness. That's, I yeah, guess that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's about that for the definition. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how, pray tell, does the seven year itch fit into our formula for topics? Has it changed over time? How do you learn from it? Well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't. And maybe you should be a little less critical and demanding with your free entertainment. Well, wait, actually... Wait, we don't charge people? Nope. Well, that's our big problem, I think. Well, I keep, why do I keep Venmoing you $5 every episode, Greg? Because <laughs> I like money. Well, actually, the truth is that if you listen and learn and put just a little bit of effort into the paramount relationship in your life, maybe just maybe you will evolve and your trajectory will rise and your personal history will triumph and not defeat itself. So this is more of a, like a personal, a personal history of whether it's defeating itself or not, as opposed to a societal one. So you're trying to get us divorced? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, okay. okay. No, I don't think you will get divorced. Are we trying to get anyone well, divorced? You, said, we, you, don't, no, no, no. you don't think I'll get divorced. No. Well, yeah, I don't think you will. I mean, I don't know. You might. It's 50-50. You know, that's, that's the world we live in. It really is. It's, it's I, like, you know, you got a 50-50 shot. I feel like Kevin's like, <laughs> I feel like Kevin's one pubic row away, one pubic bangs row away from getting divorced. Pubic row bangs? What does I that mean? I don't know what that means. I was thinking your pubes have, have bangs. <laughs> Oh, Kevin's leaving. <laughs> he took off his microphone and he's getting the fuck out of here. Oh man, is he mad? 
<laughs> no. He's wearing his podcasting shorts. Did you see that? <laughs> he can't be mad. I think he ran away to ask Sheena if, she, if he has bangs. In fairness, I did compare him to Jesus. <laughs> How's that not a compliment? Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I'm on the first <laughs> Is I'm he on... done? Like, seriously, did he... I think that was it. <laughs> Is he just... Oh, he's, oh. Just like, he's like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> what? 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 What happened to you? <laughs> what did she so, say? So I went, talk, no? I went and talked to Sheena. <laughs> Okay. And I asked her if I had bangs and I uh-huh. did this and this. And she looked uh-huh. at me and she said, no, you don't have bangs. Why? And I said, because the two idiots who don't know <laughs> shit on this podcast keep telling me I have bangs. <laughs> and I don't. And she looked at me and she goes, I don't think guys can have bangs. <laughs> and so sure I said, OK, thanks. And I walked well, back gonna, in here I'm gonna, and I'm gonna all get I care about is her opinion, not yours. That's, so that's fair. I'm going to ask fair. Jennifer to come in here. I'm going to text her and ask her <laughs> what she thinks. Do it. And I'm not saying that her opinion no. is any more or less important than Sheena's, but Sheena's your wife, so she's gonna try and. But not Sheena hurt has to be married to me and tell people that she's married to me, so she's not gonna want to be embarrassed. That by is me. a fair point. That is a very fair point. Yeah, that is. She tells me all the time that I'm having a good hair I, day. I, I, I concede, sir. I will stop my bangs jokes. <laughs> no, I got one more coming. <laughs> I just texted Jen. Okay, an article by Kelsey Borison called how to beat the seven-year itch in your relationship kind of goes as follows ups and downs are par for the course in any long-term relationship but it's commonly held belief that at the seven-year mark specifically couples tend to fall into a slump which often leaves them feeling restless and dissatisfied with the marriage this is known as the seven-year itch shocker indeed the median length of marriages that end in divorce has long hovered around seven years, according to the United States government database. But overall, relationship experts are divided on whether this phenomenon is real. No one has discovered anything particular, particularly special about the seventh year of a relationship, according to Carl Pillamer, he, he authored 30 Lessons for Loving, Advice for the Wisest Americans on Love, Relationships, and Marriage. He continues that couples should not dread the seventh year as a unique threat. On the other hand, studies do show that on average, marital satisfaction and overall quality drop over the first several years people are together. And that's kind of makes sense because you you get past that honeymoon phase and you start to have maybe potentially kids and, you know, the real world has hit you pretty hard. I was actually going to bring up the kids thing because now that I'm a father and I'm not suggesting that now I want to leave my wife because my wife and I are great. But I think I think there is something to be said about how much that changes things. And it's not, obviously that's not an earth shattering statement. But I think like that's that seems like a pretty good ar- amount of time when people you know, maybe a little earlier, depending on the relationship, but anywhere between three and eight years into a marriage, you probably think about kids or have kids or whatever. So like I do, you know, it is an interesting thing. And now that I've gone through it, things, your your life changes immediately. So like as soon as you're, as soon as my wife got pregnant, everything was different. Now, granted a pandemic started at the same time. That wasn't ideal, but yeah, it was different because there was a baby growing in her tummy. But what I'm saying is, aside from all that obvious stuff, what I'm saying is that she's, you know, I don't know how Jen was, but but Sheena had a, had a rough first trimester. She was just sick all the time. She felt like shit, you know, and she had no energy. She was tired, so she'd get off work and go like right to bed. So we we didn't spend a lot of time together that first three months because she just she didn't feel good, you know. So then you know, and then of course the baby comes and then everything's about the baby and everything changes. So, and I'm not justifying it, but I, I get why I think maybe some people have a hard time accepting change in a relationship where, you know, you have uh, relationships evolve like anything else, like things change, you know, you, you buy, you, you buy a house, you move to a different state, you do whatever it is you're going to do. You have kids and things like things in your life change, new jobs, whatever. And if you can't sort of roll with the punches and sort of adapt to whatever's new in your life, then maybe that's part of the problem that people have with, with that, with getting that wandering eye. Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it. Uh, I think that it's probably the biggest shift to happen in any relationship 
is if you bring a child into the world or potentially adopt a child because your focus shifts from one another to uh, this innocent little life that you want to shape and mold and your identity changes. And I think it's, it's funny that, you know, everyone is shocked when it happens or when, when they become pregnant or when they have the kid because everything changes so drastically. But if you think back to the planning that you did with your potential partner about building a life together and it, if it involved children in the future, then it, it shouldn't be that much of a shock, but it's just, it is, it does hit you rather abruptly how you do not, you're no longer like the focus and your identity has shifted from, you're still a partner, but your, your primary job now is nurturer parent, and you have to take a, a selfless role. But I, I honestly think even before that, like when once, you know, you, you go from, you know, we used to go hiking and we'd go out to breweries and we'd go out to dinner and, you know, hang out at home and do what we did whatever we wanted, you know, because we, we didn't have any reason not to, you know. And so you go from that, that, that like the brakes hit abruptly yeah and everything is different from the moment that pregnancy test says positive you know like everything changes at that moment because it there's just it's just how it is it's just what happens and and i didn't it didn't bother me like i was i was fine i i just drank alone but you know I, it, <laughs> like i was fine i was i just I was, did drugs by myself I just, yeah i just like i just, I just smoked a lot fine. of weed and yeah. everything was good you know like everybody was happy person. you know i think everybody was happy i don't know i didn't really check in on china much but um <laughs> but no seriously like i mean it is it, it is an abrupt change and I didn't have a problem with it, but I'm also, you know, I was also 40 years old. So like, I, I don't know that maybe that has anything to do with it, that I was a little older. I have no idea, but maybe people just have a harder time with how, like everything that they do and every, how they, how they do their weekends and how they live their lives and how they enjoy their time together is completely just stopped for a while anyway. Yeah, and it de- well, it definitely. The, the, if nothing else, it just it shifts your it shifts your relationship. So right. you have to make sure that you and you don't want to. I mean, it's easy to say, but you don't want to stop going on those hikes or doing those things. You got to squeeze them in where you can and make sure that you do still do some of the same shit that you were doing with your wife before. And we try to do that. You know, we try to like when we bring Elwood out to you know we go to. We go grab a beer at a brewery or something like that. We'll bring him with us. And he's awesome. You know, he has a blast. And everybody... He's the uh, DD. <laughs> he's the DD, yeah. <laughs> but, our, you know, we see our friends that we know who work at these places that we go to. And, and they're excited to see us. And they're excited to see him. And, and, you know, I mean, we like to get him out in the world and see people and all that. And so we still do that kind of stuff. It's just much different now. You know, we don't... We can't just go out and get hammered and let loose, you know. <laughs> it's just that kind of, you know, or or... It's, you know, we can't just go, you know, we, we, we like music a lot. We can't go to concerts, really. I mean, we can get a babysitter, sure, but, you know, he's still only eight months old. So, like, we, we don't really, we haven't gotten any, you know, now that concerts are coming back, we're not, we're not going any, you know what I mean? So, like, it, again, it changes your life a lot. So, I mean, that's what, only one aspect, though, of, of things that can change a life in a relationship. But it's a big one. Mm-hmm. This conversation is giving me anxiety. <laughs> well, don't worry, you're not having kids. You're fine. I, well, what if I do? Oh my god! But that's not no. to say that you can't no. have issues in your relationships John. either. Yeah, I know. Just I know. do it, man. Well, my, my I have, I have a what are they? They basically my little dudes don't swim. <laughs> They're just kind of like, hey. And so I'm not that worried. That's so. not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you saying it's not shocking that his sperm are dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Why? pretty much what I said. Yeah. Why? Why they're not that, dead? Not they're not. That's they're lazy. They're, they're just, just high. Lazy. <laughs> they're they're high and lazy. That that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. They're just lazy. Yeah. Aww. I'm. Here's the thing. I'm okay with my sperm. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I don't judge them. You're like we hang out all the time. They're awesome. <laughs> we have a yeah. good time. So so I guess a seven year itch is more of a rut, and it can happen at any time. The the I'll read a little bit more about about it a little bit later on about why it's kind of known as a seven year itch and why it, it typically happens around that timeline. But I think it's important to note too, that you can fall into a rut at any time. Your relationship can, it can happen from day one. I'm sure that there are many people that are regretting their marriage as they're saying their vows and like a divorce is inevitable and (laughs) they're just, 
I don't know. They're, I don't you know, understand they already, that. They already... I, to- I totally agree with you, and I cannot for the life of me figure that out. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean, I, I've got all kinds of friends that got divorced really early on, and and I don't I don't know. I, I've never, fortunately, knock on wood, I've never been in a miserable marriage. <laughs> so, so I don't know really what that feels like. I've had miserable times, <laughs> but mostly because of myself, not my spouse. Let me let me tell you what a miserable marriage is. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will say this: like I truly do love my ex-wife. Uh, I think she's she is a great human being. She's incredibly intelligent. She's amazing. Do you guys still communicate? Like occasionally, like randomly, like we're not super close, but like we, we, you know, I know what's going on with her. She knows what's going on with he, and she, like she's she's got this long term relationship is going very well, and like like it's like they're great for each other. Uh, and she's like made like a huge transition in her life from her like career to now she's like doing like this coaching stuff, and you know, and it's been like it was like a huge risk, and so it's amazing. How it's, long like, were you guys amazing. married? Well, that's the thing. We were like we were like less than two years, but you know, it's like I, I'm not. It wasn't horrible because of her. It was like. A lot of it was just because of me, just like not knowing how to communicate. And, well, I can we see both, that. We, yeah, we both had our own like things. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a second. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna store that, and it's gonna come out later in a really passive aggressive way. But it's cool. <laughs> like every other truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, but it, but I think we were two people who were hoping the other person could fix us or make us happy and and we were both putting that weight on each other is what i really think happened you know how old were you john like 31 when we got married i think 30 greg did you know his ex-wife yeah oh you didn't okay Uh i wasn't sure if you guys knew each other yet yeah we did yeah Yeah. and and she's incredible and so then it's like to just now like the relationship i'm in now is so much better because I, I'm able to, and I'm still not great at it, but I'm way better at it. And I have a partner who is really good at it. And so, you know, she is helping me get better at the stupid things that have always stopped me from being in a relationship. Because people, well, I just, I'm insane. God, the so. show went from like potentially funny to really poignant. <laughs> I can make it funny. John, it's very easy when you're just allowed to go bang anybody you want. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that, yes, yeah, that is for me. That does, is pretty cool. That part. But that's but there's so much more. So, so there's some advice uh, that goes out to people that if they're in a rut, and common sense tells you that the sooner that you act on your issues, the better the results are long term. So I'll, I'll I'll run down a couple of these things. So one piece of advice is ask yourself if your marriage is really the thing making you feel stuck or listless. That kind of makes sense because you're. You, you may just have like some personal issues that are kind of going on and it's easy to kind of lump it together with your marriage and blame and resent your partner or relationship. I don't know that it necessarily has to be a, a conventional marriage. Uh, it's for it's all easy of these to roles. be to deflect in those situations too, right? If you're having problems at work, then yeah, you're, then you're unhappy because of your relationship or, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's very easy to deflect, I think. And, and I think that it's, it's kind of interesting a point I, I was talking to a friend about this about this topic this very topic and you know how it's it's kind of um known that when people are freshly single that they start to really take care of themselves like they whip themselves into shape mm-hmm. and they kind That's of start living their best lives because yeah, they're, yeah they exercise and eat better and and they're kind of putting themselves out there. Hey, my life is super active and I go on hikes and and uh, you know I'm constantly flying into space. Uh, and with <laughs> Jeff Bezos and a big penis, and you know they're they're was, living their best Instagram life. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is pretty typical that people. So the question is then, why were they not doing those things while they were in their relationship and involving their partner, or was it that their partner was like so oppressive and they were just not happy and they were miserable that they were just miserable across their whole lives? And that that certainly can be part of it. Is that a, a partner can be just so shitty that you just you you just don't have the ambition to work at it you know yeah and you get that, fat and you drink and you smoke and you fucking fuck it all what's it worth well well i do that and i'm still happy but right part of that is just <laughs> becoming lazier <laughs> it's like i mean i don't know if it's so much about relationships it's really just like man it yeah, is so only, much e- only, i'm sorry to interrupt you but i was gonna just say i was just gonna say that only kevin and his 
own heart knows why he's a smoking alcoholic. Yeah. I don't As, smoke cigarettes. Sorry, John. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. I have a buddy I have a buddy who uh he had Sorry, John. He I interrupted him. Two kids and then got the snip snip and uh and then he was just like, dude, I'm I don't give a shit anymore. I'm letting myself go. Because this, this body did what it needed to do. <laughs> no, I'm good. What? I'm good now. <laughs> really? He kind of took, uh, he's kidding, of course, but he took oh. it as like a, you know what? I, I fathered two children. Ah, I don't give a fuck anymore. And I think that's pretty much the definition of dad bod, right? That's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And in a way, it's kind of a compliment to his wife or his partner because it means, look, I know that uh, this person's in love with me. <laughs> No matter what, <laughs> and or he's I'm, rolling the dice. I'm perfectly content. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like, yeah. I like Greg. I didn't, I didn't realize Greg could put such spin on things. I'm defending pretty... the dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, or it just shows how much I love you, Jen. I mean, let's yeah. just pick Jen as like a random name of somebody right. I don't know. But at any rate, you know, I'm constantly eating chips in bed, <laughs> with no shirt on. <laughs> shirt. I love you, baby. <laughs> Let's just pour some more ranch dressing in the little valley in my chest and just enjoy our evening. Let's watch House Hunters. Yeah. yeah. By the way, she hasn't come upstairs yet to evaluate Kevin's beautiful locks. Because she knows. She probably does know. There's no fucking way that Kevin has bangs. That's right. The fuck is that guy? Oh, I don't think I told her in the text. Okay, so another <laughs> another thing that you could do. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you text her like a grocery list? And you're like, oh, shit, right. No. Can you bring up this. another cocktail? Also, Kevin has bangs. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. You keep texting me the same message, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so what, something else that you could do to kind of keep everything uh, good is remind yourself why you're grateful for your partner. And then the key is not just to remind yourself, but to communicate that. And John was touching on communication before. So, you know, it seems these things, these lists of just own your own self-improvement always include like making a list of gratitude. And that's super healthy thing to do, especially when you feel like life is just not going your way. You got to you got to sometimes you got to just articulate the exact things that are worthwhile and good in your life. And oftentimes, no matter how shitty your relationship is with your partner, if you want to keep it going and you want to keep it alive, uh, you, there's something that you like and there's something that makes you filled with gratitude. And it's, you know, you tell them, don't just keep that bottle up inside. Uh, Greg, is this, is this what you experience every day when we talk? Is this how you feel? Well, I do tell you I love you a lot. Right, I know, but is that is it you're just hanging you on to the one you, good thing? You tell him you love him a lot. Yeah, it's, he it's, does. Well, we love each other. No, I know. <laughs> Trust me, you guys mentioned it like, quite a bit. He's my twin flame. Hey, so. you know what? You know what, Kevin? Yeah. Love you, too? I don't believe you. I do. I love Not you. as much as John, anyway. Well, no. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Look we have this. the history, buddy. <laughs> Kevin, I think you're very attractive. You are. You are. I agree. You're quite a catch. I agree. Another thing that you can keep in mind in your relationship and, and stress on the positives is to remember that like the honeymoon phase in your relationship doesn't last forever. So that Hollywood love feeling where you're, you just, you're codependent and you're just <laughs> rely on each other for every... And you're doing a musical number every, every 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah you, you look like Ryan Gosling and yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah. yeah. Very beautiful people. You're incredibly gorgeous people. Just singing and dancing your way through the world. Oh, so, I remember when I looked like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That that part's awesome. I remember when you were too, and you let yourself go <laughs> like a like a CGI of Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> he was a big gamer back then. It was he, it was. Uh, you know what? It's when I was I was really doing a lot of Photoshop back then. And, uh, <laughs> three Photoshop. I was doing like three four hours of Photoshop a day. You know, <laughs> I was hitting I was the like, gym. I was hitting the gym with Photoshop. It took me three to four hours per ab. So <laughs> <laughs> it would honestly would have been easier to work out. Like, I <laughs> it would have been so much faster. <laughs> it would have been easier to hire Ryan Gosling to come over. So I, we. Yeah, I, Oh, oh. So I was I, just going to bring it back, but we can no, keep was, talking was, about Ryan. No, no, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Not to Ryan. So I, I do think that, um, like, you do lose that, like, that newness, but then, like, what you get after that is incredible, right? But it is, but it's like, but also to get that, there are different kinds of challenges, right? But the challenges are worth what you're getting. And you, like, 
start figuring it out, you know, and then it's like you start building this life together. And I think whether you have kids or don't have kids and, and that part's amazing, right? It's a, it's amazing totally. to start to know someone so well that it's like you don't even have to talk to each other. Like yeah, if something's you just take going... each other for granted. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying if something's happening, no, 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 if something's happening, you know, you don't have to like point it out to each other. You both know you're having that experience and like later you'll talk about it. But it's like, it's like, you know what the other person's thinking is what I mean. Not, not that you don't stop talking. You're like, no, that's it. We've been together a year. I really have nothing else to say to you. But yeah, let's right. do okay, so, so the three of us, like, I think we could say, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but I, I love all that stuff of, of building the life and, and the changes that come with it and developing this relationship and all that stuff. And, and Sheena and I, I'm very lucky. We get along so well. I mean, we really don't fight. Like, we are, we are awesome together, and it's great. And I know not everybody has that. but I know I don't have that with Sheena. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You, guys, you guys fight like crazy. Yeah. We do. We, we, you know what? We're so pissed at each other, we just don't even talk. <laughs> I mean, I that text is how her, mad I, I am at I Sheena. I text her all the time, and she just <laughs> leaves me unread. And it sucks. But do you think, though, that are, are some people, because you're right, John, about the newness thing. Yeah. I mean, the new, you know, that, like, you know, I think back to when Sheena and I first started dating, and yeah, things aren't the same as they are now. They're very different. In my mind, they're better, but... Are there, do, you, do you think that there's some people who are just wired, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or whatever, that they will only appreciate the new and that they could never appreciate the the stuff that comes later? Well, I, I'll answer that. I don't, I, it sounded like you were directing that at John. but No, no, I, I'm sorry. I was just bringing it. Yeah, I, no, I, I anyway. think that's a, it's an excellent question. And John is a, a very unique person to be able to answer that because he's in an open relationship. So... He, if he wants to experience the adrenaline feeling of of the tingles and and just or just having sex with someone different, <laughs> right? Like someone new <laughs> and and all that, he he gets to experience that, and then he also gets to have his main relationship where he's building up a, a kind of a more of a, of a level of of longer term love and all of these things. So, do you I remember when you did the polyamory uh, episode and uh, you know? We made that whole joke about how it was a, like all about like Greg and I were taking notes on how to figure out how to make this happen in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. This is a continuation of that for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, that's the thing is it's like it's really, you know, it's 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 very hard, I think, to to it's actually hard in a lot of ways. And yes, it, it is for me. Yes, I do get that. But also it's like I do not. And this drives crazy. No, no, probably, probably not. But I don't, I just, I I won't say that I don't get jealous. I just haven't had the experience yet where I do. Do you think, you're not, but you're not the jealous type though. You've said that multiple times. Right, right. But, but so, but well, somebody that they pointed out to me. I think you kind of have to not be if you're going to be in a polyamorous relationship. Right. Well, and and so then, and then, and, but yeah. And so it's this whole thing and and it's like, I have this whole feeling about it, but, uh, but I will say that. You know, I, I think if Courtney came to me tomorrow and was like, look, I can't do this anymore, right, then I would absolutely go back to monogamy and I would figure it out because, like, she's – like, I love her. I adore her. Like, I, I, I don't want to be out of this relationship. Like, I actually really do – this episode her. really is getting a little. John, you too know much that Courtney doesn't listen to this episode. No, I know. This episode, I know. Right? Okay. Yeah, this is a this which is makes a it that much more beautiful. Oh, <laughs> man, it's beautiful. And you know, how you said you don't get jealous, but I sure as fuck do. You're jealous of Courtney right now. You're just stomping all over me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so you know that that part's awesome, but but it's also yes, like in 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 that for now, right? There is this bonus thing, and and I really do enjoy that. It's interesting because and she, like and she does too. I'm like, not a jealous person either, but I don't I don't even want to think about my wife banging another dude, much less know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm I'm uncomfortable with that too. <laughs> yeah, that's just not. I I mean, I, and I'm not I'm not criticizing you, John. I, I think it just depends on who you are, and like yeah, no, you I know, agree. I mean, obviously, I, I, obviously, I'm not cut out for the polyamorous I, lifestyle. I, but. I, I definitely think I am an outlier, and may, and that's the thing is like maybe people would say, you know like I, I, maybe people think I'm emotionally disconnected or there's like maybe I'm brain damage, but I just. I, I'm just not, you know. I don't know, but, man. I think I, I would not be at all surprised if a hundred years from now there's a lot more of your relationship than mine and Greg's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could totally see it going that direction. 
Maybe, maybe yeah. not. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, because I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's. I, I think it is really hard for people to feel that they have that kind of connection with their partner if they're not monogamous, right? And so they, and and it's like I think they're. I think it's such a great fear that you would never even give it a try because of what you would you would be so afraid of what you want you would lose right and and I and and I think that's where for me I don't I'm not threatened by it and not because I think I'm the shit because I'm not I'm a pain in the ass to be with I agree but yeah no for sure but I know that like we have such a connection on so many levels that I'm just not afraid of losing each other in that. Again, I'm right here. <laughs> I think that I, I think that's a you're hitting on all the right points. And on the research that I've done, I don't know if our society will ever change to strictly these these people that are living these lifestyles where they're going from person to person to person because they're determining the science is showing that people that do that are just in serial. They're not even relationships, but hookups. They are like sociopaths <laughs> they lack empathy they have no emotional stability so i think what john's doing is is best for him and it's 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 the best of both worlds because like kevin and i were saying we couldn't hack it for sure but did you just you, call me a sociopath <laughs> no, no 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 because you're not because you have no no, no i think he is, did i'm pretty sure i'm not i, I, I kind of feel like that just happened no that didn't i'm actually complimenting i don't think you are because oh, oh. because you do have that one relationship with courtney that's stable and it's long term so that because you have that then i think being in the open relationship is able to kind of feed every need as long as it doesn't as long as everybody's okay with it and knows what's going on and it's honest and all these things. Right. I think it's more of these people that are just going from hookup to hookup to hookup, living that, that kind of life. And the only relationship they have that's meaningful is like with a pet or something. It's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, the science is showing that's not such a great way to live. I will tell you when I was single and, you know, and, and I was, when I was single, for the most part, I was, you know, I was trying to find someone to settle down with or to be in a real relationship with. But when I was just kind of casually dating for a while, it, I didn't think it was, it wasn't an awesome feeling. Like it was it, at times like, you know, it was nice because like, you know, everyone goes through that time where they're just like, not everyone, but most people go through the time when they're just like, man, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. You just get out of something that maybe didn't end that great. And you're just like, you know, I need a break. I need a fucking break. And you just casually date and it's fun. And you know, you meet people at bars and you hang out and it's awesome. And, but I will say that I, I didn't, I didn't love that casual dating part. And I don't know, John, if you, if you have the, you know, if, if not, obviously clearly you don't love that either because you have a significant other. Yeah. 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 No, like, like, I mean, I, I went through a long period of my life, uh, for like just, just one night stands or like short, short stints. Right. Like I was not, I was just jumping from person to person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like looking back on that, I think it was like insecurity, right? Yeah. Like I just like not feeling, you know, like trying to prove to myself something. I had, right. I had a similar time in my life where I was kind of like that as well. And I, I didn't feel great about myself. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I didn't, I was, that was not a good point in my life. I had some good things going on in my life, but that, but the, the relationship side, the, the love life was not, it wasn't good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so some other tips <laughs> for, for, for if identifying if you're in a rut and, and trying to fix it, just kind of continuing on with this. Greg's is, relationship advice corner here on History. <laughs> Last week stocks, this week relationships. <laughs> HDI will tell you how to do everything wrong. We'll diversify your portfolio <laughs> and get you laid. <laughs> and, sa and save your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> While buying a house <laughs> oh using credits. So it seems and like recommend a lot of essential these... oils. <laughs> <laughs> you can it, get it on the ground floor. It's not too late. A lot of a lot of these uh, tips are probably are they may seem like they're common sense, but they do require a little bit of effort. Like any kind of relationship, nothing ever goes smoothly. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. So everyone hits highs and lows when they feel like they're really. I know for myself, I feel like I'm super click, clicking with my wife, and then other times you're just like so exhausted, and you're just like you're just not communicating. And that's where you, you know, we have all those years together that we kind of know when we're not talking to each other. There's nothing really wrong with our relationship. It's just we're fucking 
tired. <laughs> so like, I don't have these insecure, like going, oh, why aren't you holding me? Why aren't you like talking to me right now? We both look at each other and like the love's there and we just know, oh, fuck, I want to go to sleep or I just want to watch TV and, and fall asleep. Anyway, so another tip is to take up your partner's interests. Even if you fucking hate them, if there's something that your partner really likes to do and wants to do, you know, be an enabler. <laughs> if they want yeah, to, yeah, Sheena, drugs. if you're listening, why haven't you started a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Why haven't you? She would honestly. She would start a podcast, just talk about whatever the fuck she want to talk about. Her voice is so good. She would have like thirty thousand times oh, the dude. listeners would, we have in a day. She would be instantly be famous and yes. just dwarf everything we've done. Yes, yeah. I really hate the fact that she's just not doing it, and she's fucking with us. <laughs> not cool, Sheena. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. not, cool. not cool at all. Yep. So conversely, I think it's also important to have kind of an identity outside of your relationship. Like I like to play hockey. Kevin likes to drink. John likes to wear glasses. I do. We're we all see. We all do things for ourselves. <laughs> hey I mean, Jen. Hey Jen. If you're people. listening, why aren't you playing hockey? <laughs> yeah, Jen. I've been asking that question for since 1993. <laughs> hey, why, why don't you know more about the lumber industry, Jen? Yeah, I like how Greg was there. Who was like, I play hockey. Kevin's a raging alcoholic, and John doesn't do anything but wear his stupid glasses. Well, I didn't it's, say it like that. I mean, that's how I took it. Okay, he's well. I mean, obviously, Greg's insecure. So it wasn't complimentary. Him... <laughs> <laughs> it was not. More advice: If you're in a rut, don't stop talking. Don't stop touching. Mm, don't Human stop contact, man, fucking. isn't that the greatest thing ever? It really is, and if we're when when you're fighting, you hate each other. It's so funny how your body language shuts down, and you cross your own arms. You just touch yourself, <laughs> <laughs> and you and you rub your nipples that nobody <laughs> can see until they're is that raw. What you're talking about the angry yeah. cross arm nipple nipple rip. Oh, I don't fuck. I don't hide it. I just go for it. No, you don't. Nope. That's what you're I like, like about you. You're like I'm incredibly angry right now. <laughs> I don't understand what this fight is about. <laughs> I'd be laughing way harder, but I'm so afraid of having a coughing fit right now. <laughs> it's so weird that Kevin's confused as he's rubbing his nipples. <laughs> that's, the only thing, that's the only thing that makes him feel better. I remember hearing some advice uh, when I was uh, uh, in college. I was a psych major. and yeah, uh, We know. Oh, well, <laughs> you bring it up a lot. There's more. There's more coming. Oh, I thought that you was know. it. You know, I'm not just Here's some advice. To, You're a psych major. I'm not talking to you two assholes at this particular time. Right. I'm talking to that one person in Germany that didn't know that. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't found that out yet. Yeah. So the advice that I remember hearing was that if you're going to get into an argument with your spouse or partner, you're, you should hold hands and look each other directly in the eyes. And when you're fighting, just fucking because it, it makes it impossible to be an asshole. And mm. if you care enough to actually hold each other, I mean, I'm sure there's fucking crazy ass people that can still beat the shit out of each other or like freak out. But if you try and put the work into that's that's like your body telling, you know, you're kind of telling your body and your body's telling you that you still love that person and it helps you keep focus on what you're fighting about. I think any time you fight with your spouse that you should be allowed to tell to decide what voice the other person has to speak in. So I want you to speak in a French accent. Yeah, but but you don't do accents well, Kevin. Exactly. So that would backfire on you. Exactly. But maybe that forefires on you. That's right. It'll forefire. <laughs> I've never heard that. I like that, Greg. I think we should do that. I think we should use that. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. All right. All right. So there's some, <laughs> there's some more advice to dispense. So here we go. You didn't realize it was going to be so advice heavy, but it fucking sure as hell is. And it's not like we created this advice. Although most of the stuff that I'm saying is just off the cuff. And I just made that whole thing up about the psychology class I was taking just to get a rise out of Kevin because he hates the fact that I have a higher education than he does. No, that doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't. That's why you rub your nipples. A little bit. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like the lowest educated <laughs> like I'm the dumbest guy here yeah that sentence pretty yeah. no I think I think <laughs> yeah. we're even John I think we're even uh, uh, don't, we, you... don't we both put down some college whenever that question comes <laughs> up <laughs> alright so if you're in a rut 
it's not a bad idea to get a second opinion. So instead of staying in your own head and talking yourself into the fact that your relationship is failing or beyond help, talk to a friend, right? Get their get their opinion about what's going on in your life. I'm only going to talk to one of you idiots. You could seek out a, a therapist. I'm going to tell you to, to buy, buy low, sell high. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. And it doesn't yep. surprise me that Kevin doesn't want to make himself vulnerable to his friends. Another way to help... <laughs> Is, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Was that a dig at me? Are you? I'm so confused. Kevin. I think that was. I think that was at me. It's Kevin. Are you kidding me? I'm overly vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sensitive. I'm too sensitive. So really, I shut down because I'm so sensitive. I keep you out because I'm too sensitive to let you in. This is why I grow bangs. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted it. <laughs> oh. I don't think I have a cough button. <laughs> Where would it be? Is it on my fucking mixing board? I don't see I it. have one on the mixer. I have a mute. There should be a... I don't have a mute. There should be a, like a guy going like... <laughs> like holding a fist in front of his open mouth. Like all the lines of a cough coming out and like little pieces of phlegm flying across <laughs> the mixer. <laughs> I have a mute button. It helps. Okay, so another tip is to write it out, journal it, put your thoughts out on paper, and then just send it to your mom. Maybe she'll care. No one else does. Is that is that mom part real? No, I'm. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I was gonna say it seems like terrible advice. Your mom calls you up and be like, "Oh, honey, I, I had no idea." <laughs> <laughs> My mom's like, "Gregory, darling, I know I raised you. I carried you in my stomach for nine months. I don't want to hear about this bullshit." <laughs> Now put on a sweater. <laughs> this was in some detail that did not have to happen. <laughs> right. Why are there pictures? <laughs> These crude drawings of fellatio are really freaking me out. I haven't seen your penis in like 45 years and it has not aged well. I was, I was cool with that. I was so cool with that. Like, Those are real 45 yeah. great years. Never, never thought one time I need to see my son's adult penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm taking a vacation for penises. <laughs> Mom, that's terrible. <laughs> Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 Gregory, you ruined penises for me. Oh, oh God, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. Can we? Uh... Can, can, can we go to break now? We're going to in a second. Because <laughs> I really gotta pee. All right, guys, let's go to break. <laughs> <laughs> The battleground this election is Georgia. We got to fight like we've never fought before. A historic rematch for governor. Democracy only works when we work for it. In control of the Senate. It is time for me to get out and fight. Will all be decided here. Welcome to the blue Georgia. Know what's really going on with the Politically Georgia podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We were there before all this media attention. Our team of journalists are the authority on the campaign trail. The results will have implications for years to come. Politically Georgia, hosted by AJC Political insiders Greg Bluestein and Patricia Murphy. Follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. John, you've been gone for no, like mind. a minute and a half, and we've just been coughing the entire, the entire time. time. <laughs> really? Jen texted me and she said, Oh, we're back from our break, by the way. Jennifer just texted me and she said, You're ruining the podcast. Do you need more smokes? <laughs> <laughs> She's right. I know. Just in general. <laughs> Nothing to do with the coffee. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm just ruining it. Oh, so yeah. now and she now doesn't even know now. what we're talking about. <laughs> she just hears you hacking up a lung in there. <laughs> she has no idea it's about the seven year itch. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, you want to move forward a little bit? Uh, sure. Man? Sheena. Sheena just sent me a, a text that said I was wrong. Men can have bangs. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I knew she'd come around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, images. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Ooh, those guys look so, good. So I think, I think, hey Kevin, pick pick your guy out. Where you at on that scale? What? Is I was like, I couldn't see it honestly. Which one are you closest to? Like, which so, one do you look the most? Because like? it's a seven year itch thing, I got to pick one of these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a metric. Just like a backup plan. It's just a backup plan. All right, gotta have a backup plan. We can go. We can. Okay, so the, so other things to help is you can t- consider couples counseling. 
obviously that that speaks for itself. You get your feelings out there and a neutral party to kind of weigh in. And that's going to do nothing but help make a decision for you. Maybe it's time for you to part ways or maybe it's time to stop being such a selfish fucking piece of shit. And, uh, you know, hand in hand. Yeah, like that, fuck everybody also, else. There's also uh, sex therapy. That would never hurt. Number six is my favorite. John's favorite. It's try an open relationship. Really? Yeah. It's, That's it's, on there? It's on there. And it's for exactly the reasons that we mentioned. If you're not comfortable in any way, obviously you shouldn't do it. It's not for everybody. But it could be something if you're not, <clears throat> if you're not satisfied in your own relationship and the reason it has to do with attention or sexuality or anything like that, then uh, by all means, if it's, if it's on the table, jump in. As are role-playing, toys, kinks. Uh, some people benefit from a sex schedule. I could give you some information about myself, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems that seems just like it'd be stressful for me. Like having a schedule would be like. Ugh. I, I will. I will say this. I I am not uh, on board with the sex schedule. I but I understand how people can get to that point, especially like having one kid now. And maybe Greg, you can speak to this, but I mean, I, for people who have three, four, five kids, I mean, I just don't know how you fit it in. I mean, honestly, unless you're like, okay, tonight for sure, we're, we're I'll doing send this. you a video and I'll this. show you how you fit it in. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant, but um, obviously, I figured that part out at least once. I got a kid. Now, there's a, a several signs that your relationship won't make it past the seven year itch. So if you're doing these things. Mm-mm, not good. Uh, if you take each other for granted, we touched on that before. We know what that means. <laughs> We're going to get through the list. <laughs> uh, if you don't prioritize couple time, that's not good either. Spend time with each other, people. If you started living separate lives, that's a huge indicator. I remember I had a buddy in high school. I'd go to his house and every single time I went there, his dad was watching TV in the front room and his mom was watching TV in the back living room. And they were like, they never spoke to each other. They just completely, I mean, they were just living together and cohabitating. I want to see them. I want to see them put that in a Disney movie. Yeah. (laughs) See, the thing is, Greg, is you guys didn't realize that as soon as you guys left to go to the 7-Eleven or whatever, they just had some Dirty sex. They did. They did. Their kink Dirty was making sex. you. They, the Maybe. kink was making you think that they didn't have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. That's their kink. Guys, what if there's no? What if there's no affection in your relationship? That's sad, huh? That would mm-hmm. suck. Yes. Yeah. I, feel like I hate when there's no affliction in my relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you have no affliction. Re- relationship. <laughs> <have> no affliction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's really important to show affection for each other, even if it's a lot of work. Do you know that when you hug? Somebody, after 10 seconds, your oxytocin level rises. I think it's oxytocin. And it, it makes you feel really good in your heart. Pro tip. Don't, don't hug, hug, t- don't hug <laughs> everybody for 10 seconds. <laughs> it's a little too long. A little too long. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in here and I'm going to say go somewhere in the middle. Uh, a good eight and a half, nine second hug. Oh, you think is, that's not really yeah. in the middle. That's no. a, that's a, that's a uh, tease hug. Mm-hmm. It's a chemical because you almost got to the 10 and then you, you almost got no, there no. and then you're going to blue balls. <laughs> That's not cool. Like when you're thanking the checker at the Safeway, don't hug for 10 seconds. It's just too long. It's too long. It's just true. True. Yeah. But well, unless unless you feel them tighten up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's exactly what both of you need, Kevin. <laughs> it could be. 10 okay. second hugs? Yeah. You know something else that's going to show that your your relationship is doomed? When you start keeping things to yourself. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I mean, you can keep like a, I guess, an anniversary present <laughs> secret. <laughs> you give it away. But yeah. I think it's more like, hey, I have a separate bank account. I have a separate condom drawer. I have uh, a yeah, separate a- condom drawer. <laughs> well, How many you- condom drawers do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to make me laugh. I told you. We're a comedy podcast. We're not no, that funny, but we try. Yeah, it's true. 
If you guys, you know, if you keep having the same fights over and over and over again, like, wait, are they? But are, okay, okay, are the are the kind of like? Is it like? Is it like on her side there's a condom drawer and on your side there's a condom drawer? Stuck on that. <laughs> or, or is it? Or is it like it's so separate that like in your drawer there's a condom drawer and then, you know, in the kitchen. And some sort of safe is like where their condoms are. Is it like that kind of different? Do you want a real answer to that question? I do. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Thank no, you. A kitchen condom drawer is a little odd to me. <laughs> and a, you know, well, honestly, truthfully, a safe is weirder. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not hard to get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to gauge, <laughs> you know, where these people land. How far apart are they? You know, when Greg said that he was doing an episode on the seven-year itch, I didn't know that he was going to dole out relationship advice for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ruth Mitchell over I'm here. I'm literally dying. <laughs> I am literally can't stop coughing. This is my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get the idea. Be <laughs> fucking first. good to each other. Can I, can I interject? Yeah, please. I think that such a big thing that I see, and I'm just talking about from what I see in other people's relationship, is when I when I see people that are having problems, it, a lot of it boils down to just respect. Simple, simple things of of being respectful or being disrespectful, antagonizing for no reason. Like they're like seriously, this is the person that you love if you still love them. That this is the person that you love and want to be with. That the disrespect. And the me- and the anger and like the mean comments and stuff, that part I don't understand. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody says some things that are mean every once in a while, and then you're like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. And hopefully, generally, you apologize. And you guys never stop saying mean things to me. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in an actual relationship, not the oh. pretend one that we have here. I- I'm not pretending. That this hurts. is how I am at a relationship. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like the respect. The, to me, respect is such a big, big part of it. And when you're disrespectful to each other, I don't know. That's just a bad sign to me. It's a bad sign that like you're just not. I'm not saying it's not reconcilable. I'm just saying that it's there's something really fundamentally wrong. Because I, I will tell you, the last thing in the fucking world that I want to do is make my wife feel bad. And if you do want that, then something's really wrong there, right? I'm actually, yes. I think there might be a tear coming out of the corner of my yeah, eye right now, Kevin. Yeah, that is good. so We are good crushing one. the beautiful. comedy podcast tonight, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we Greg are, and I can't laugh, okay? You're looking at keep coughing. Three, you guys are looking at three dudes about to get laid. <laughs> you, you came here you came here for the comedy, but now you're stuck in our emotional despair. No, remember we always get serious at the end and then and then we cry. Isn't that how that's how I end my podcasts? Oh, we're that's, we're not even <laughs> yeah. halfway through yet, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Kevin. Oh, really? We up- got that much more relationship no, advice no, to give? No, we don't. We don't. Uh, Kevin, you bring up a really good point, and that's something that I thought about as well. You have to look at your partner as a partner, and look, that's. I've always looked at my relationship as, hey, we're we have each other. We're the ones that we spend the best time with, and there's enough challenges going on in the world that you better not have that kind of resentful, spiteful, mean jealousy relationship at home because then your whole life's miserable <laughs> yeah and it's, you know i had a I, I had a, a friend years ago that that was 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 much older than me and and her, her kids were out of out of you know the house and all that and and i remember her saying like it, it's interesting because you know you yes you 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 love your kids more than anything in the world and you do anything for them and they are everything to you for forever and all that but at the same time your your significant other is your partner that is your partner in crime that's the person that you have this intimate real connection with that you'd never have with anybody else probably you know are you talking about selling wood together is that what you're talking about um (laughs) yes sure sure yeah okay but even after even after having kids like (laughs) she still she still had a feeling of like of just making the point that the, the the significant other was still the strongest relationship in her life is is Greg is Greg gonna make it? I mean, he's let's can fine. we really address that issue at this he's, point? He's gonna be fine. Just keep going. Just ignore John. Him. John literally just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much mucus going on. Oh, like I think she's right. Right? Like you, it is like that's what it should be. It's like your yeah. It's I the, mean, that's your true partner. 
You know, yeah. your kids are your yeah. kids, but that's your person that you're and when your right. kids, when your kids moving out of the house, hey, <laughs> you're with each other now. Right, and, so that, and that's a strain other. on a lot of people's relationships too. Oh, yeah. when their kids move out, well, you know, it, they, they should both get weapons and stand outside of their house and aim them at protesters because that seems to be something that couples do. Couples do that when they get older, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, but at least they're on the same page. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they took like up, they, they took up each other's yeah. hobbies. You know, and, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, we can't argue the fact that that's actually a healthy relationship that those people have. <laughs> True, that's fact. Yeah, good yeah. job. Good job. Wow. Guys. <laughs> way, to go, way, to, way to nail that. <laughs> you didn't nail anything else, but at least you guys are yeah, yeah. nailing each other, I guess. Yeah. You, know? you tell yeah, you totally belong together. Yeah. Definitely that. So hey, you know, I think Kevin did a good job kind of summarizing. This might might as well get on to uh last call. Oh good. Thank God. I can't <laughs> I can't cough anymore. Oh, me neither. So this is a kind of a strange episode because because Kevin and I were uh <laughs> We're coughing a lot, and I apologize. And hopefully, Kevin can can mute a bunch of the shit. And John, I'll edit. Don't worry, I'll edit. So usually, usually in last call, we summarize the whole entire episode. But you just fucking listen to it. If you forgot something, <laughs> you can just <laughs> fucking go to the beginning and listen again. <laughs> and so I think we learned it all. Strong close. Strong close. We, yep. Thanks. <laughs> no need to rehash. <laughs> no need to summarize. And if you have, if you if you need more advice, Greg has a weekly column in the LA Times, right next to the obituaries, right um, for relationship advice. That's that's a hundred percent right. So uh, if if you got him, let's take our last shot. Is our last? Are you are you really dying? <laughs> this is the last shot ever. <laughs> shot. Well, Cheers, guys. All right, I pretty much said everything I was going to say. So. Uh, Go out there and make history. And if you get itchy, don't scratch yourself in public. <laughs>